0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 39 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be reviewing Destruction All Stars, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and the Neo Collection on PS5, as well as the Pedestrian. Before we start, I'd just like to give a special thanks to the publishers for providing copies of the games. Alright, it's time to head to the arena for some explosive vehicular mayhem on PS5. Destruction All-Stars is a new vehicular destruction game developed exclusively for the PS5 by Lucid Games, the co-developer of EA's Need for Speed Payback. Destruction All-Stars features 16 drivers participating in an explosive, primetime TV sport for dangerous drivers. Smash, crash, and destroy your way to victory in this racing game, both online as well as offline. Next Gen, what were some of your thoughts on Destruction All-Stars?
1: One thing that I loved about this game is the parkour mechanics. So, let me just back up for a second. Like, I'm a big fan of vehicle destruction games going all the way back. I think one of the first ones I played was Destruction Derby on PS1. I got a sense, like, that this is sort of like a spiritual successor of sorts destruction derby i mean obviously it's got destruction in the name and it's you know it's all about uh, demolition derby and all that but what really sets this game apart from any other vehicle or destruction games that i played is the focus on parkour gameplay so basically like what you can do is you can actually jump you can eject yourself from your car you can run around the arena as like as you mentioned like one of these like 16 drivers and probably you end up spending anywhere from like maybe 20 to 25 percent of the game as the person running around and it's just like it's so interesting because what actually ends up happening is new cars keep on emerging on the battlefield so most like when you're playing destruction derby and other games like that you basically get one car and you have to go around the circuits or like you know the 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 like the, the arenas and then once your car is destroyed it's like that's it that's like the match is over game over this game is all about switching up cars, which I think is the coolest thing ever. So, like, that's just the beauty of this game is that you can, like, you can go all out. You can, um, like, recklessly smash into other players. You don't have to even worry about your own health, right? Like, you, your car has health, but you can, like, you can just smash into as many cars as you want. Don't worry about your health because basically, like, when your health your health is, is low enough, you could just eject yourself. You go flying up into the air... You can run across walls, you can like climb up the platforms <laughs> as as the characters, and you just jump into another vehicle and you're back at square one again. Like you've got full health, yeah. you've got a brand new car, you go out and you can smash other players again. And to me, like that's, that's fun.
0: And that's one of the sweet spots of the game, really. Too is that if your car is almost like literally at the end of its life, is being able to eject perfectly out of the car that's about to blow up into a brand new car, and then just continue driving like nothing ever happened. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, like it's the way you
1: actually have to look at the cars in this game is the cars are are just completely disposable, right? They're they're just like they're just temporary tools that you're gonna use to rack up some points and smash into other cars and all that so totally like i have to you have to rethink how you play destruction derby type games and i thought like that alone i think is, is a cool enough concept but another thing that i really liked about it is definitely the drivers themselves so you've got the 16 drivers they're just oozing with personality they've got like they've so many wacky characters they look like they're directly out of fortnite you know what i mean like fortnite they it's I think, I think like, you know, that could be seen as a pro and a con because obviously like, you know, you know, it'd be better if they had sort of like more original looks. Um, But I mean, like Fortnite is, is like, I mean, it has been for a long time, like one of the biggest, if not the biggest battle royale game out there. Right. So the fact that they're sort of like playing off those, that aesthetic, I think is going to work out for them, but you've got cool things. Like you've got like, there's like Ultimo, which is a luchador. I love wrestling so of course i love the ultimate luchador um there's shift who is like he looks like a character from disney's tron he's got this like futuristic helmet on my absolute favorite character twinkler tot (laughs) so (laughs) twinkler tot she is the cutest like one of the cutest characters i've ever seen in a game she she has like basically like a motorbike helmet that's that's digital so like there's a digital screen at the front and and it's got like a cat she's got a little cat face all all the characters have their own special cars and she like mo- most of the cars that that like the that the drivers can call are like souped up they're like super big like like lots of plating armor and like spitfire and like all crazy stuff but like twinkler tot she gets this like tiny tiny it's like a bug it's like a little tiny bug car so small it, it ha- it's shaped like a cat <laughs> so there's like there's a whole bunch of modes in this game obviously um, there's some offline, like, single-player modes. There's a whole bunch of, of online modes. There, there's, like... Um, well, right now, there's, they're specializing in four. I think it's... Uh, th- uh, two of them are... Uh, they're individual. And then the other two are eight versus eight. But what, my favorite, by far, is Carnado. It's this eight versus eight mode. And it there is, like, such a massive risk and reward to this match type. And that's why I love it so much. So, basically, the trick is... Is you have to go around these arenas. There's, like, probably i don't know maybe you know better i think there's i've seen at least like three or four different arenas in in the game you have to go around and you have to smash into cars and the more time you smash into cars the more points you rack up so the first time you might get like 15 points second smash you get 30 then 50 etc etc and the thing is like so so you have to smash into cars but when you smash into them you're going to lose some of your health some usually but the thing is is that You like in order to claim the points that you get for crashing into the cars, you have to drive to the center of the arena, and there's a tornado that just it's and it's always there, it's like always on, and it rips your car to pieces. So, you have to like you just have to destroy yourself right to, to collect your point
0: clearly inspired by sharknado
1: <laughs> for sure the interesting thing is is that if you if you lose if you like if you actually crash and lose all your health then you lose your points so you're always in this like this predicament right where it's like oh man i have like i have like 30 points and but if i just smash into one more car i can get 50 points but if the car ends up smashing into me and I blow up I'm gonna lose my 30 points right so you're, you're like the whole game you're like should I should I should I tornado myself or should I smash into another <laughs> another vehicle it's constantly like on the back of your mind like what do I do what do I do what do I do and it just like it just ends up being this chaotic match and I love it it's just yeah you yeah, and plus like the thing I love like the best part about this this match is the final 30 seconds or or so. Everybody races to the tornado. <laughs> You'll see like a dozen people like running to the tornado and smashing into it. And oh man, yeah, it's just it's fun. It's fun and funny for sure. So those are the things I liked. What about you? What are some things that that really stood out for you that you liked?
0: Starting off first with the uh, the tracks and the modes, I really did enjoy mayhem. Mayhem's a little bit more of a stripped down version of what you're talking about, and it really did harken back to uh, old school games that just let you just destroy as much of the car as possible and. I love that 30 seconds of fun that this game has it's really quite cool in terms of just that exhilarating rush when you do hit and when you line up and hit another car perfectly, but in terms of my favorite modes, number one definitely has to be Mayhem uh, with all, obviously Carnado. I mean, it's a giant track with a tornado in the middle. Uh, I mean, doesn't get doesn't get uh, crazier than that. But for me, I, I found that when it was just like raw Destruction Derby is when I was having more fun. So yeah, definitely Mayhem. The Mayhem mode gets gets my big nod. Uh, in terms of the positives of the game, uh, right off the kick, I like the fact that the 16 unique characters, they're fun and totally over the top. And I really like the fact that they are all unlocked from the start. So you would think with a game like this, they might be behind some sort of paywall. There's other content behind uh, some paywalls, but we'll talk about that later. But full credit to the developers here. You get the characters, all the characters right out of the gate, you're off to the races. And what's really cool too about each of these characters is that they, they each have their own unique vehicles with unique specials that really differentiate each driver and each one of their cars feels really different. I mean, most of these destruction derby style games are just, you know, everything, let's smash everything up. We don't have to pay too much attention to making the cars feel different because it's all just about throwing everyone into arena, shaking things up and making things break and explode. But they, you know, uh credit to the devs, they did take take some time, make the specials different. So for example, you have one driver that, you know, you drive around And flames will shoot out the back of the car. One will drop a giant shield over the front. Another has like actual spinning saws so that you can cut through uh, other opponents pretty much like paper. Uh, So yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, differentiation uh, associated with each player and play style. Um, another thing that just totally blew me away when I was playing it, and I was playing it against another one of these fun games I can play with Dapper Jr., I was just sitting there and he just jumped out of the car when we first were playing. I'm like, you can get out of the car in this? And he's like, yeah, Dad, I can run around the track. And I was just like, no way. At first I was apprehensive. I was like, okay, is this going to help or hinder the gameplay? But it's, re- it's a really interesting mechanic that I did find adds another layer and kind of evolves the Destruction Derby formula. Uh, it doesn't tie you to your car and really does encourage you, it really does encourage you to take risks and you know use your vehicle uh, next-gen, you said it before, use your vehicle just as a tool that you're going to hop around, uh, you know fearlessly eject from, it really worked for the whole formula. Uh, the charge and bash mechanic is also quite addictive. It's one of those things where you're always trying to like get someone in your crosshairs, have them lined up, flick flick up on one of the joysticks, uh, and, and just boost into them and you know gain as much points as you can for, for damaging the opponent. It's really really satisfying to deliver that that final blow. And as I said before, two favorite modes were Mayhem and Carnado. I think I enjoyed Mayhem a little bit more, I want that stripped down version where you're either racing or you're just trying to smash into as many players as possible and try to win that way the carnado definitely some some huge points it was my second favorite for being you know that uh, eight player free for all it was a lot of fun Uh next gen what were some things though that uh you disliked about uh, destruction all-stars
1: overall i did definitely enjoy the game but there were some elements that that you know i think could be improved on um first one i think is kind of like a biggie one for me i hope they can fix this one but or improve it in some way but one thing i thought is that so the arenas they're kind of like like medium-sized arenas but i i still felt like the the arenas were a little bit empty right like that's my first major criticism the you have 16 players that are that are on the the matches right so it's either like free for all or eight versus eight but i still found that the arenas were kind of empty so it yeah. seems strange because you think with 16 players you would constantly find other players but i mean like there are stretches, like whenever I'm playing, there could be 20 seconds, 30 seconds, right? Where I just don't see other players. Like, and the other, like the thing is too, I think this is part of it, is the fact that you can eject from your car. So then you're a player. First of all, the players are, are really hard to see because you know, they're super tiny compared to a car. Um, but it also means less cars, right? So if you got like, you know, four or five people that are not in their vehicle, now you're down to like 10 cars, right? Versus the 16 that you would've had. So it's just kind of like 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 I said I, I like destruction derby right on the PS1 like when I think back to that game that game was just non-stop carnage like you would just always be hit or or hitting like you just there's never a pause in that that's what you do in the in this game but like yeah, yeah like I don't know it's just it's just they 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 what they need to do is they need to either make a mode has a smaller arena so that the cars just interact with each other a lot more or they have to have a mode where they can increase the player account like why not have 25 why not have 30 right my dream is 100 i don't think the playstation could probably handle 100 (laughs) right like i want imagine like a battle royale with 100 cars i'd like i like that but um but at least do like 30 or something because because that's the thing like you know it's a lot of fun but I just... I, I want more smashing. It's a destruction derby game. I want more smashing and interactions. Um, the other criticism that I have for this is just the low amount of content, right? So you've got, like I said, there's the four modes online. There are... Um, there, there actually are campaigns. So this is, the, like, this is the interesting thing about it is that there are actual, like like, single-player campaigns and they sort of like delve into the backstory of the various characters and they've got different rivals so you go through like yeah it's basically like a campaign where you just you know you can meet your rival and eventually hopefully beat your rival right but what ends up happening in this is that only one of them is unlocked which is ultimo the the loot store that i talked about earlier the other 15 drivers it looks like as of right now the only way that you could unlock their stories is to pay money like real money You you actually have to like buy the currency I think they only have like maybe wait, I think last I checked there was two other ones that you could buy so I think they're gonna like they're gonna add them over time, but I mean like you know basically all the single player content is locked away behind a paywall, um, so you know like I I enjoyed the modes I said tornado was good and mayhem was also good too so definitely like you know the modes are fun, but like literally after about like four hours I thought I I played it all right like I think I've seen it all so now it's just a matter of just you know going back to the same well and 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 like replaying the same modes over and over again no music <laughs> like that's yeah. that's just it no me like when you when you start a match okay you start a match you're you're, you're playing as your your driver right so you, there's like 30 seconds where you're playing as the driver not actually in your vehicle there's music then so that like it begins with music but as soon as you jump in the car the music just stops and then you you, you spend 5 minutes of with, with no music and i'm just kind of like it's so weird because the music like like i said like you know there there's not a lot of enemies that you that you find and like uh, opponents because of the, like the the arenas are so sparse but i mean like maybe if there was like thumping music that would make me like tap my toes while i'm like finding other opponents maybe it would make the time go by a little bit better but yeah there's no music it's
0: like they forgot uh, that's one of the good things about Destruction Derby that I remember in the past was the fact that it had quite the banging soundtrack. Like it, it did. Even if it was just could uh, guitar riffs, it definitely got you pumped and and met the pace and the high octane nature of just running in and destroying (laughs) destroying each other so yeah definitely definitely missed in this that's for sure
1: yeah so those are the things that i thought could be improved in the game what about you
0: i really agree with you in terms of the way that things were paywalled so i know this was a, a ps plus uh addition but the amount of paywalling in this it did sort of indicate to me that this is was going to eventually go into or or is an actual format formatted for pay to play so it was great to get it as part of the playstation plus lineup but if it was going to go free to play it was you know also kind of sad that it did take up a slot for uh, a f- uh, potentially a full a full game that you wouldn't have to necessarily pour any other uh, extra money into but again the light story mode um and having the additional uh, story content locked behind a paywall besides that one character and a few other cosmetic items as well too. I wasn't a big fan of that. And depending on how you acquired the game, it was pretty irksome, a more difficult, you know, pill to swallow. And the other thing that you mentioned as well too, the sparse combat arenas. There was a, a long time where I was just either running around out of my car or running or, or driving around trying to find another opponent and I just couldn't and the time would run out and I'd be like I didn't even have an opportunity to drive into someone else or Uh, you know use my use my car to score score some winning points uh, in that round but uh, other than that though i just i did enjoy the actual combat loop but i do find that a lot more could have been added to this to really bring it over the top and graphically and technically speaking everything was there it's just just needed a little bit more content to uh to push it over the top so next gen i think it's time to score this one uh what would you give destruction all-stars out of 10
1: you know what i wish that i could give this a higher score than what i am because i like you know, I generally think there's there's potential here, but there's definitely some some clear pros and cons that we've talked about today. Uh, overall, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, so I'm giving this game a seven and a half out of 10
0: oh nice decent score Um, I'm not too far behind I'm landing at a 7 out of 10 for this game really enjoyed the fact that it was added to the PlayStation Plus lineup would have loved if there was a little bit more content to it but definitely hooked on the smash-em-up mechanic and uh, I'll definitely be revisiting with uh, with Dapper Jr. Uh, he loves all the -the over-the-top characters the fireworks and of course the smashing I'm into uh, the destruction derby nature of it as well so definitely give this one uh, a try I think you might enjoy it next up we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Cold War takes place in the early 1980s and is set between Black Ops and Black Ops 2. In addition to the signature gameplay that defines this franchise, Black Ops Cold War features three robust modes including Campaign, Multiplayer and Zombies. The game is developed by Treyarch and Raven Software and is available now for PS4, Xbox 1, PS5, Xbox Series X, S and PC. The story puts you in the place of a custom character you create called Bell, who must help CIA operative Russell Adler on his mission to stop a USSR extremist group in 1981. Adler is supported by familiar Call of Duty Black Ops characters Mason, Woods, and Hudson. Next Gen, what were some things that you enjoyed uh, about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? First thing
1: is that I like the old school gameplay. So I mean like this felt uh, very much like you know a COD game from 10 years ago from a gameplay perspective. Which I think to me it's it's good like I, I, I like sort of like the return to form it still had um you know like pretty pretty like you know i would say like industry leading leading shooting mechanics um that are unparalleled in, in the genre um yeah. but yeah it just sort of like yeah it felt good to to just have that sort of like nostalgic feel to the gameplay um next thing that i liked is, is i thought the maps overall were pretty good but i would say combined arms was my favorite like there's a whole bunch of multiplayer modes that you, you can uh you know take part in like hardpoint and vip and deathmatch and all that but uh Combined arms is this new 12 versus 12, and and there's, like, there's vehicle um, twist to it, right? So, um, for example, there is one um, that's called Armada. This is that, like this is by far my favorite, one of my favorite maps in, in a COD game in the last few
0: years for sure. It was just so cool jumping, you know, going between ship and ship. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you.
1: It basically takes place on like naval battleships, and you can you can zip line between them. So that's already like cool enough that you're in like the middle of the ocean. You can zip line, and obviously like you know the... What ends up happening is is everyone seems to go to that central boat, <laughs> so that that's yeah. where it gets chaotic. But the thing that I like about it too is that you can actually like you can jump into the ocean and you can swim around, and there's there's like little gunboats that you can get as well, right? So, um, like like you know, as I said, like some people are going to go to that main boat and and have battles there, but then you'll see like you know there's other people having naval battles around there, right? But I thought that was pretty cool. And then there's also um there's also one that's uh, Crossroads, which is in the Soviet Winter. That one has tanks that you can jump in and snowmobiles and all that. So, I I just kind of like... Uh, it kind of like brings a, a bit of that battlefield flavor into the into Call of Duty, which I thought was good. Um, yeah, and I just kind of like... I like the bigger scope maps with vehicles and all that. I thought that was really cool. But the one thing from a mode perspective... I don't think we even talked about this before on the podcast, so I definitely want to talk about it. But zombies, like... I have always loved zombies. I... To me, COD has almost become zombies like (laughs) i'm I'm such i'm such a fan part of it i have to admit is that specifically with call of duty i don't know what it is but specifically with call of duty i prefer co-op like I, i i think maybe it's just the fact that people play cod religiously and i don't right like i play every game every year but i don't play it every day like a lot of other people and when i go online and play the competitive modes i just find that i'm just not as good right like I can still play decently and I get a good score, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know, people just kind of like snipe you up, you know, out of thin air and you're like, what happened? Right. So, but zombies, like, you know, you don't have to worry about that because you've got, you know, you've got your buddies are going to help you out. You're all there together. You're all co-op fighting the zombies. And I just think like, like, first of all, like zombies just in general has been awesome, but this is probably the best one yet. I would say like, there's just so many different easter eggs as you go around the map like i like the fact that you go around and and obviously like there's the pack a punch machine where you can upgrade your weapons um i love the fact that you can add those elemental effects to your uh to your guns which is like and there's just obviously like a huge again like a risk reward to it where it's like you can uh you can you can use all of the machines that will like they'll increase your movement speed and your health and all that but if you get downed then you end up losing some of your perks right so you're like you know you got, like you want to stay alive as much as possible because you don't want to lose your perks and have to respent your points and all that stuff right but i yeah i just like and this one's like super cool because you end up like i don't even know maybe maybe uh, i gotta pay more attention to the story to see what the actual name of it was but you like you sort of go into this like zombie air like zombie world zombie realm right like you and it's yeah and it's like it's so cool that you just sort of like go between the real world and the zombie world um and and then like you know things get like even more chaotic in the zombie world with like the dogs that come attack you and all that so yeah like just overall it's just like it's so much fun and then the other thing too that i like about it is you get, end up getting the ethereum crystals right so they like you know you can basically uh like after you complete a certain number of waves you end up getting crystals and the crystals can be used to upgrade stuff like your damage boost on weapons and enhancements to your perks and all that stuff. So, you know, in terms of like a replay value, like the Ethereum crystals just make me want to replay this mode over and over and over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, especially because they because they remain permanent, right? I think that's the that's the that's the big draw. Sometimes with these games, it's you kind of feel like. I don't know you you hit a certain point and you're like, "You know what? I lost all my perks. I'm just going to call it." But I feel like with this ince- this incentive to just continue to bulk up your perks and these incentives uh and perks stay with you, uh big plus to give more longevity to the zombies mode for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. That's that's like that is really good too because it's like I I actually like when you get permanent upgrades in games like this and modes like this because it just sort of like It rewards you for playing right because the longer you you play zombie modes the more uh you're going to upgrade your perks the better you can do that means you can make it to higher levels and higher rounds and all that so yeah like the gameplay loop is is just like it's so ridiculously addictive and i love it um what two more quick things one one i'll just mention really quick that i loved is the unified progression so this is like i think this is like you know sorely needed in call of duty and probably some other games as well but like there's progression that's unified across all modes, so campaign, multiplayer, zombies. As you gain levels, it goes across all three. That is awesome. Um, yeah, last, definitely. last one, yeah, last one that, that that I like. Last thing I liked about it. This is like a PlayStation specific thing, but they Activision actually tuned all the guns to the PlayStation Five haptic uh, on, on the DualShock controller, right? Or sorry, DualSense controller.
0: Game changer, absolute game changer. It's just so good
1: yeah yeah it's it is it is wild because like because every gun feels different so there's like there's different recoil and 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 like different resistance on the triggers and stuff like that so yeah it's just like you know the fact that you can sort of like feel what gun you have based on the rumbling and the resistance is definitely immersive and something cool and you know i i kind of hope it's not just like a launch uh gimmick because you know like sony does this all the time but not even just sony i think pretty much like all game makers they they sort of like come out at launch with all these like new like nintendo did this too with with like um uh was it like uh was it three two one switch or whatever where where it's like they like it it takes full advantage of the of the joy-con controllers all these different elements like uh like um what is it there, there's like the hd rumble and all these things and then it's like no other game takes advantage of these mechanics or these
0: yeah. or, or even, these, even uh, their own these features. a lot of their own first part first party titles no but i totally agree with you uh in terms of what's <laughs> happening with the haptic feedback and i feel that it made an, enough of a difference this time to make the ps5 version the best version of this game to play Uh, I played it on the Xbox and I also played it on the PS5 and if there's that much of an edge really I I truly feel that came from the immersive uh, haptic feedback that uh, that feature from the DualSense made it the best version of Call of Duty in in my opinion at least uh, this year so really I really love that.
1: That's pretty much like that summarizes my thoughts as you said there's like you know there's other podcasts where we've talked about other modes stuff like that so you can take a listen to those. But, um, but yeah, those those are my general thoughts on the game. What about you? What are some things that really stood out for you when you were playing Cod?
0: Well, for me, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to divide it up a, a little bit between campaign and multiplayer. And first, I have to say, well, I'll start off first with campaign. And, and uh, I'll say that I absolutely love the uh, Cold War setting as the backdrop for the story. There's a great variety of missions scattered around the globe that really make you feel that you're on an international manhunt. Uh, I won't I won't spoil anything here, but I think if you've watched a trailer or two, you, you probably have the, the general gist of the story, but again, in true Black Ops fashion, there's a lot of twists and turns. Uh, my favorite mission in the game was surprisingly one without any weapons, and it had you infiltrate a KGB stronghold. The slow pace of the mission does lead up to an explosive escape, which was a ton of fun. But I like the unique take for the series, and also it really had the nostalgia going for me. It gave me some serious N64 era GoldenEye vibes, being in the former USSR buildings and seeing, like, going around some corridors and seeing, uh, you know, the the Soviet soldiers. I was just like, man, this looks like a, an incredible remake of GoldenEye. So I hope Nintendo has a conversation with Activision because. Activision has the next-gen assets lined up for a absolutely smoking GoldenEye remake in 4K 60fps, ray tracing and all. So yeah, Nintendo, Activision, uh, make that happen somehow. <laughs> but um, the excellent story twists that add a psychological edge were there. Uh, I wish the big surprise sort of surrounding the story happened a little earlier. Again, no spoilers, but uh, I wanted to see uh, with this big twist things Uh, play out a little bit more. The game does have multiple endings that really reward players with the two options uh, with very different forking paths. One good, and the other ending is very dark, depending on the the two choices that you make. And when I mean the second ending is very dark, it is deep betrayal, scorched earth, super dark. That's all I will say, but it's definitely worth uh, checking out both endings. That's for sure. Um, I was... And next gen, I mentioned this before, and you mentioned this before too. But I was able to play the campaign on both the Series X and PS5. And again, the haptic uh, weapon feedback. If you're looking for, you know, if you're listening to this review and trying to figure out, should I play the PS5 version or should I play the Xbox Series X or Series S version? I'm definitely giving the edge to PS5. Uh, the gra- graphical differences were negligible, and it looks great on both platforms. But that haptic feedback on the DualSense added to the immersion and it was a new feature that, as you mentioned before, Next Gen, I hope it's employed in all FPS games on the PS5. Talking about multiplayer, the variety of four different modes to play: team deathmatch, domination, and kill. Confirmed, I really enjoyed those. Uh, great gunplay and overall mechanics, as usual. You mentioned that before as well. Next gen, it's Call of Duty. What's not to love? Uh, combined arms was once again the standout for me. Uh, I found many of the new mechanics added uh, here really bolster this mode. It's a twelve versus twelve mode that gives you, you know, player versus player with mixed vehicle combat. I'm a huge fan of Halo, so to mix. Uh, Vehicles into combat, I'm all for it. The mode is a total blast and far and away. We already talked about it, but Armada, big standout, and uh, yeah, definitely one of my one of my top uh, top favorite Call of Duty maps ever. And finally, uh, next gen. I'm just gonna we basically went from A to A to Z with Call of Duty, but finishing things off with zombies. It's back. It's more white knuckle than ever. I love the horror uh, uh, kitsch that's included with this. It's a little bit corny. It's obviously very gory and scary, but uh, the crystal collection after certain waves uh, giving you those permanent unlocks, that kept me coming back and and interested. I didn't feel like I went through wave after wave and came away empty-handed. It really provided a great sense of progression and achievement, and I hope they keep that uh, with whatever they do with the future of zombies. And finally, uh, X-Phil. I love the fact that with x Fill, you're not always fighting until your last breath, and there is finally some sort of path to victory against all these hordes of zombies. So... Really, really enjoyed that element as well, too, and it didn't make things, uh, you know, feel so futile. Uh, So lots of likes here, Next Gen. What are some things that you disliked about the game? I thought that the graphics overall were not,
1: like, not even close to Modern Warfare, right? So it's kind of, like, it's interesting because Call of Duty is an annual franchise, and you sort of, like, you you expect every year it's going to be, like, bigger and better, right? So to have... The, the graphics of this game and the sound effects of this game feel like a step back from modern warfare was something that i definitely noticed and i was like hmm like uh what like what happened here like it should have they, they should have spent a little bit more time just uh yeah just making that that part a little bit more polished um another thing that that i it's it's actually interesting i like when i hear things that you like and i realize like hmm that was actually something that i didn't like so um, in terms of, of things that I didn't like, that I thought that the campaign overall was, was pretty good. There were some interesting and explosive moments in there, like the airplane, like when you take down the airplane with your RC device and the Viet Cong uh, jungle mission. I thought that was really good. But I actually didn't really like some of the slower stealth based missions. Um, for example, like the KGB one that you mentioned that you liked in, in the headquarters. I thought it was like, it was interesting and it was different but it's kind of like if i wanted to play a slower paced game like that i would just play hitman 3 right like or, or at the or hitman <laughs> 2 fair. at the time right but it's that's yeah. that's just it like I, you know i i just like i love the hitman series and i'm playing the heck out of hitman 3 right now and it's like that game, absolutely. I will spend. I spent hours on some of these, like the China map in Hitman. I spent hours and hours just like fully exploring that. So I don't mind slow gameplay. It's just in a Call of Duty game, right? In a Call of Duty game, I'm looking for that, like you know, set piece, explosive action, right? So I was just kind of like, ah, like, when it, when is this, uh, like, when is this KGB gonna be over? And then, then also too, like, you know, there's a safe house that you go back to, and it's just kind of like, you can, there, there's things that you can do, like there's like codes you can unlock in the safe room and you can talk to people. And I was just kind of like, okay, like it's, it's. I guess
0: it's all right, it's kind of cool, but. I, I do like how the the safe room, um, there wasn't too much to be honest that I liked about the safe room, but the fact that it really did reward you for finding collectibles throughout previous missions and allowed you to open up different forking paths. I found that interesting. But at the same time, I agree with you, like when it's Call of Duty, I just want to get into the next mission and I'm looking forward to the next big sort of summer blockbuster feeling, uh, next big set, set piece. So yeah, I like that they tried something different, but at the same time, yeah, I do miss a little bit more of the, the, the freewheeling, um, shoot up nature of Call of Duty.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I I hate calling it like something that I don't like, but like it really is, but Because the reason I don't like calling it that is because, you know, like they are trying to do something new and I I feel like, you know, they should get rewarded for, you know, thinking of the box and trying to like, you know, add to the experience. But I don't know. I just like for me, for Call of Duty, they just don't need those frills. Like just, just give me the basic, man. Give me, give me like, go for Just go from mission to mission, set pieces, blow things up, awesome guns, awesome graphics, awesome, you know, scenes and all that these other things were were like where they're slower and I'm just kind of like, you know, just exploring cautiously around these, these like, yeah, yeah. These like, like sterile environments. I'm just kind of like, like why? Like, it's not, it's, it doesn't feel call of duty to me. And then the last thing that I thought was um, for multiplayer. So you mentioned like multiplayer was, was a pro and definitely like, like I liked the multiplayer for sure. Had a lot of fun with it, but i just feel at this point i think this is maybe just sort of like endemic to the entire series is that i feel like the multiplayer is just so bloated at this point like there's just there's so much to it right and i know why they're doing it because it's call of duty and and it's like it's the biggest fps franchise out there and they want to have modes that appeal to everybody but i just feel like ah man like uh this is actually one game you know we're talking with like destruction all-stars we wish that had like you know a few more modes but this one i, I wish had a few less <laughs> like if there was just like one or two modes that, that were taken away hey i wouldn't mind you know i just i feel like there's just so much to it that's why i don't really even go to the multiplayer much anymore because it's just like it's just too daunting i'd rather do the campaign zombies and pretty much call it a day on that.
0: Yeah, I still think I'm one of the, literally the first people, or the few people out there that still jump into the campaign first, but I've always been like that. I'm always the campaign first guy, and then I go into the multiplayer, where I know people are just like, they pop that disc into their console, and they're trying to prestige things as quickly as possible. Now, for me, it's always, give me my story, give me my cool action set pieces, and and then go from there. But uh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely agree with uh, some of your, your, your dislikes, or your, your cons around the game. For mine, again, with the campaign, the safe house was interesting, but I wanted to get back into the action and I felt it got in the way at times and broke up the story instead of further developing it. So I, I see what they were trying to do with the safe house and i and i agree with what you're saying next gen like they they should be commended for for parts of it but i also feel that it, it really did break things up a little bit too much um as a big big fan of the black ops series uh obviously i love woods and mason and their return is great but they're so underutilized in the story uh i found you know you, you play a mission as as one of them and you have them assist on a couple of other missions but there's no big um no big you know aha moment with either of these characters which i really was expecting to see, especially for such heavy, hard-hitting characters that really define Black Ops. Um, Also too, for a spy setting, I was kind of shocked that there were very few uh, new gadgets employed. Uh, Sure, you had the explosive RC car. Uh, It was interesting, but besides a little lock picking and camera reconnaissance, uh, there isn't a ton of new spyware or really you know, really cool weaponry, which the whole series has become synonymous with. Overall, the story didn't have the impact on me that the original Black Ops did, um, as it didn't unfold as organically. I felt towards the end of the game it was a little bit rushed, the big twist, but it was still a really enjoyable experience. And credit credit to the forking. Um, options with uh, with what your character decides to do at the end of the game Bravo that was a lot of fun in terms of multiplayer my downsides from a graphical perspective and next-gen you already mentioned this but it definitely is undoubtedly a step back from the brilliant visuals of modern warfare Um, but again with modern warfare I know that uh, Beanox had designed that engine from the ground up but uh, when you see the the two side by side without a doubt uh, it's a downgrade, and I was hoping for things to be you know pushed forward, especially on next gen consoles, right with the the ps five and the and the series X, all that power uh, at the dev's disposal. Uh, maps were also a little oversimplified and sparse. I felt like I was running around more than I was actually engaging with foes with quite a bit of uh, what, what I was playing. Other than that, I think uh, we've wrapped things up here in Next Gen. Uh, what would you score, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War?
1: Overall, uh, as a whole package, I'm going to give this game an 8 out of 10. What about you,
0: Deborah? i'm right there with you once again with the score quite close um again with with the total package that you get slight faults whether it's through the multiplayer or the campaign you can't deny the amount of content and there's some serious pluses in there so i'm also going to uh, give this game an eight out of ten it once again delivers over campaign it delivers via multiplayer zombies Uh, Definitely check this out, it's got enough content to keep you playing until the next Call of Duty comes out this year. (laughs) Definitely change uh, gears in terms of genres here and look at the Neo Collection review. The Neo Collection was released on February 5th exclusively for the PS5. It's a remastered collection featuring Neo 1 and 2 plus all their associated DLC. All of the titles feature 4K graphics mode, a 120fps second mode, and a quality mode that dials back the resolution a bit in favor of better effects and sharper draw distance uh next gen you took on the mammoth task of trying to get through this collection which i know is hundreds it can be hundreds and hundreds of hours uh i'm not ready to review yet but you are why don't you give us your thoughts uh on what you played so it's funny
1: because about like a week and a bit ago i I posted on twitter and i said that i thought neo was better than the souls franchise (laughs) which is true i totally do believe that but as you can expect i got roasted on on twitter so um yeah you know props the souls i listen here's the thing i got nothing against the soul franchise the soul franchise is like ultimately supremely awesome they're like nines out of tens 10 out of 10s like amazing amazing games but i personally prefer neo i think neo is like the ultimate souls game and this is one big huge reason why because people are always asking like why would you say that why would you possibly tweet that like what are you thinking here's the thing neo has the best gameplay of any souls game out there it is it is by team ninja they like ninja gaiden the these people you know dead or alive they have spent their life perfecting gameplay And it shows, you know, through and through when you're playing Neo. So the thing that I love about this game is the combat is just so, it's fast and it's furious and it's grounded and it's intense. And it's like, I love the fact that you get so many weapons in this game. There's swords, dual swords, spears, axes, kusigama, tonfas, hatches, hatches, like a whole bunch more. There's bows, matchlocks, like cannons. Um, So the thing is like, and I totally understand that that in Souls games and other games you get a bunch of different weapons, but they they don't feel as good. None of them feel as good as, as what they feel in, in Neo. They're just like every single weapon has its own skill tree with like thirty plus unlocks that just unlock new abilities, new like uh, end combo attacks and like special attacks and parries and like all kinds of stuff. And it, when you start unlocking all the stuff it is just like you 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 just like yeah you just feel like you're just unstoppable it is such a good feeling playing the game but here's the one thing that i love about neo and this is one thing that i love more than any other soul game that's out there is that in neo you can switch between weapons all the time when i, when I play dark souls i just finished demon souls on ps5 when i'm playing these games I end up like I I typically specialize in like one or two types of weapons, and I just like you know I upgrade those weapons, and I pretty much I use them for most of the game, right? If I'm if I'm a mage, I'm using wands. If I'm a you know if I'm a soldier or or, or, yeah soldier, like I'm using swords and shields and stuff like that. But Neo, you can just you can just go from a tank that has a mallet that's super slow and super powerful. And then you can like immediately switch up and you have dual blades and you are like attacking at 100 miles an hour, right? And the, it's just like, it. I just love that about that. You The game specifically wants you to try out every single uh, weapon type. There's actually like, there's um, missions that you can unlock in the dojo to become masters of all those. And you actually get trophies that, that unlock as you master each weapon, which further encourages you to try every single weapon. So yeah, it's just like, from i like totally get from like a lore perspective and and like maybe a, like a level design perspective that dark souls has an edge on it but gameplay neo is king and to me that is like that is the reason why this game is the best now another thing that i love about the neo games both neo 1 neo 2 the loot system is like off the chart for me i people i people were complaining when i was talking on twitter about this and i think like this there's you know it can be taken either way But here's the thing, like, if you like games like Diablo, if you like games that just, you kill an enemy, and they, it's like confetti of, of, they just, they pop into, like, 20 different items and gold and all that, that's, like, that's neo and you, like, you have an inventory of 500 items that you can carry, and you'll, if you can, like, you know, you basically, like, sell everything, and you have, like, 20 items after three or four missions or even less, you're gonna have 500 again, like you, like you max out your inventory so, 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 so fast. Probably like 15% of the game is just managing your inventory. So, I understand that that might not appeal to everybody, but like I said, if you like games like Diablo, if you like games where you, where you like, you just like you love tinkering with everything, this is like the ultimate game. Every basically, like, there might be like you know a hundred different types of like helmets and all that, but but. Each time you pick up a helmet, it has, there's like a random uh, perk, or random perks that get added to it, right? So you're constantly, you might have like 20 of the same helmets, but they're all different, right? Because they all have different perks. And and you got like, trying to like figure out what is like the ultimate setup that you, that you can like, you know, you can equip your weapons and, and your armor. Um, yeah, man, it just, it just, it, it takes me to the next level. And there's like, there's rarity with this as well. So it's like, there's like you know low like common rare like ethereal and all that so man yeah it's just there's so much to like about uh about the the items in this game and then the thing that i like about this game so much too and this is like another huge edge over any other souls game that i played the multiplayer in this game i love it it's so easy it's slick it's it's convenient like souls games they try to be convoluted. They try to put barriers, right? They, like, uh, I just was playing Dark Souls 2 on PC and there's, like, there's soul memory, which, which like, prevents you from actually linking up with certain players, depending on your levels and stuff like that. Neil doesn't care about any of that, and I love it. So here's the thing. Like, you can, but you can basically, at any time, for pretty much any mission, you can request another player to help you out, right? And that player that ends up coming to help you out, they could be like 10 levels below you, 10, the same level as you, or they could be 150 levels above you, right? And let let's like, if a player comes and they are so OP, they're 150 levels over you, right? They just tear through the levels, right? You might not think that that sounds fun on paper, but man, when you play Neo, it's fun. Like, when you see somebody, <laughs> like when you're when you're struggling to beat a level and and you're like, "Man, like I've died so many times, it's so hard." And then you see somebody that just absolutely and utterly obliterates everything in sight. It's
0: awesome, man. I love it. It's so fun. I I love that. I know it's a, like I know it's a very different game, but I love that in the Division 2. I would main with a few other people and i would be a few levels ahead of them and you get the bit of fun god complex where they're being felled by enemies and you're just kind of walking through and and popping popping off these enemies where they're all cowering behind crates it's just like please come save me so yeah i think from both perspectives it's stuff like that is fun in games for sure and especially if you're sitting there after you know dying like the 50th time uh to an enemy and then watch someone walk in and just you know (laughs) in a couple of hits take them out yeah, it's pretty satisfying, <laughs> for sure.
1: And the and the thing is, like, you know, new is hard. Like, new is very very hard, right? And the thing is, like, if you want a challenge, just don't do multiplayer. Just play it on your own, right? Like, if you want a challenge, just go through the whole game yourself, yeah. right? But again, and the other thing, and like, and it actually works in reverse too. I like when I play Dark Souls, I don't tend to go into other people's um, games quite often, and, and like sometimes I do, but not not all the time. But like. In Neo, like I will sometimes log on to Neo or Neo 2, and I will spend like two or three hours just going into other people's games and helping them. It's just like it, the feeling you get is so fun helping other players in this game, especially because, like, again, it almost makes you feel like OP too, right? Because you might actually, like, you, I, I'll get yeah. like matched up with a player on like level one, right? And I'm like, I've already beat the whole game, right? So it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, hey, like, watch me as I, like, OP, at the, like, every every enemy in the boss, right? feels so good. Um, so those are things I like. Like, I can, honestly, I can go on and on. I spent, let's see, two, 150 hours I spent on Neo 2, and I am definitely over 100 hours on Neo 1. So I'm, like, you know, 250 plus hours on this franchise. Can't get enough. Um, in terms of things that I dislike, I, I teased about this earlier, but I just want to, like, I want to just hit on it definitely the lore of this game is not as good as other souls games right definitely for sure like demon souls dark souls sekilo like they they all have better lore than this game I, I don't know like it's really odd because they actually have a pretty like decent number of cutscenes in, in this game but i'm just not as compelled by the lore um and and i like you know if that's one thing like i'm hoping they're going to make a neo 3 i hope that that happens in the next few years and if it does like, I just hope that they focus in on the lore because there are like basically in this game there, there's like there's Yokai which are are like uh, they're like the evil spirits from Japan um and then there's also a thing called Amrita and amrita is uh, is basically like this material that's um, that gives people power so um but like like I want more I want I want to explore that like where is Amrita come from and what are all the things Amrita can do and like Yokai like what? I don't know. Like there, there's just like there's just so much I want to know more about yokai and yeah. It, it's just like this is this game is all about like amazing bosses, amazing gameplay, lore perspective. It's I mean it's all right. The the good thing about the lore, at least for me, is that the games take place in Japan. So I love Japan. So if you if you're a Japan lover like me, you get some pretty cool environments, right? That you can uh, you can check out. So um and yeah oh, cool. that and you know what that is almost it about things i don't like like it's like i'm just like i'm really like thinking hard like what else do i don't like about this game but it's really just the lore everything else i think one thing that people complain about with this series i actually like it but i can i get it is that neo doesn't have a connected world right so if you're playing like a dark souls like every every area links to a new area but neo is actually mission and map based right and I you know what for me totally fine with that you know i don't I don't need a connected world um it's i mean like neo could be a connected world because like at the end of each mission it could just like go on to the next mission like they could have easily done that but um but yeah i don't i just don't think it really needs that so um but that's that's basically it those are my thoughts I will probably be streaming neo and talking about neo on Twitter like forever so if you want to know more about it just you know follow me on those channels but my final thoughts is that like this is like if you like souls game and you haven't played a neo like neo 1 or neo 2 like what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) you got like it's just you gotta play you gotta play it man you got it like i see so many people on twitter that are like oh yeah like i gotta play like i don't know like secular first or like i gotta beat bloodborne or whatever i'm like okay but like you're missing out on pretty much like the best souls game so um yeah i like just you gotta play this game play it make it a priority to play this game and you know from from a value perspective this is just amazing you get two games right two games for the price of one which is already good enough you get all the dlc right neo one has like three dlcs and i think neo 2 has the same amount of dlcs so you're looking at like 250 plus hours at least of soul goodness um, I'm going to give this game, like, I was almost going to give it a 10 out of 10. I was just, like, re- thinking hard, but because of the lore thing I just mentioned, I got to knock it just a little bit. I am going to give the Neo Collection 9.5 out of 10. It's good, man.
0: It's good. Oh, nice. It's one of our highest scores yet. All right, so after that uh, dazzling uh, uh, Neo collection from NextGen, we're moving on now to The Pedestrian Review. The Pedestrian is a six-year passion project and the debut title from the American-based indie studio Sokum Arts. The game was released in January 2020 for PC on Steam and now it's landed on PS4 and PS5 with Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X ports expected to release later on. The Pedestrian is a 2D puzzler with stages played on city signs posted across locations like a construction site, a downtown area, a warehouse, building rooftops, and an apartment building. Sounds like a pretty cool concept, Uh, Next general I'm really looking forward to hearing all about this one. What are some things that you liked about The Pedestrian?
1: first thing i liked about the pedestrian is the visuals so this is as you mentioned it's an indie game it's um i i believe that the i think of, of of uh how many people are on this team but i think it was under 10 it's like it seems like it was a pretty small team but for the amount of people that were on this team the visuals are so good in this game like it is it's it's like photorealistic graphics it's just so good um, as you as you mentioned, like the actual levels themselves, they take place on city signs, and the city signs are posted all over the city, so you get like really gorgeous views. There could be uh, you could be in like a construction site, um, or you could be in a warehouse, or you could be on a subway and stuff like that. And it's just like yeah, like you basically it's a puzzle game with the levels that take place within this city. So. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty like it's a it's an unusual and and like really interesting concept But just from a from a graphical perspective again, like I just want to emphasize it just looks gorgeous There's like, you know, the highlights for me are there there's like uh, like beautiful buildings Um, There's this one uh, level that takes place in, in the nighttime and there's like neon signs everywhere and one of them even has like Japanese writing on it so it kind of reminds you of Tokyo uh, the final stage of the game takes place on top of a building and you get like you're basically like on on top of these like huge skyscraper buildings um fantastic v- v- views um yeah just like fantastic views you can look you can, you're basically up in the clouds and everything just looks so good so yeah like i don't know like i don't know how they did it like it's, it's such a small team they definitely have some talented uh you know graphic artists on that team and it just looks so so good um the puzzle element of this game also really good so this is a game that i think deserves more love right like i don't think uh i was tweeting about it as well and i was streaming it a little bit and people are kind of like wondering and curious i i first heard about this game it was sony's august state of of play so they had like it was featured in a in a, in a short segment um but i just think yeah more people need, need to like check out this game and, and know more about it so um the way it basically works is you it's a puzzle game where you have to you play on these city signs right and you play as a stick figure okay and you have to get your stick figure from point a to the exit at point b but where the challenge comes is that basically so levels will take place on multiple different signs right all so you'll basically like you'll be in this like city area and there could be like you know like uh like six signs around there right and what you actually have to do is you have to connect the signs together via nodes right so you could, like basically like draw a straight line between them and they'll be like if there's say like you know one sign that has a door on the left hand side another sign that has a door on the right-hand side when you connect a node you actually connect the doors and then your character can walk through the doors so you have to you actually have to, have to like walk through all these various signs to try to figure out how to get to the exit and it gets so challenging so fast i it, i i like this game i like puzzle games i can see a lot of people getting stressed out about this game because here's the thing <laughs> this is like I don't know if I played a game that was that's like this before, but, but so the the thing is, is that I spent, I would say about 75, 80% of my time with each level, actually just looking at the level and mentally trying to figure it out. I, I was not moving my character. We just played like a whole bunch of, of puzzle games, right? Like super liminal, right? Was we reviewed a whole bunch on, on, on down to play here. And like, and like portal like all these like classic puzzle games right these ones are like what i would say like more active puzzle games where you have to like you have to you have to move around the environment and sort of play around with the environment try to figure it out this game not like that at all i like literally you might have like four the, the the city signs are almost like like tetris blocks if you can like imagine it right so you gotta like you have to like figure out, you can actually pick up the signs and you can move them around. You can physically move them around and you can connect them via nodes. And so you just have to sit there and look at these puzzles and mentally figure out, okay, like if I go in that door and then go down that, that, uh, that ladder and then pick up the key and then that key will unlock that door. Like you have to like, you have to think through, you know, 20 different steps in your head about how you're gonna connect all these things all together because here's the thing, like this is the one trick with the game. Once like once you rearrange the piece the the tiles, right? And once you connect the tiles with the nodes, you can't really touch it. Well, you sorry, you can you can you can move the tiles around and still not die, but if if you move any of the nodes around then your character will die and you go back to the beginning of that level. Right. So you basically like, long story short, like once you sort of like have the stage set the way that you think it is gonna have to be set to, to beat it, you have to like keep it like that. Because if you touch it, you're gonna die and then you reset the whole level. Right. So it's like, yeah, like the, the levels themselves, I might have only played them for like two or three minutes and then they and they beat the level, but I would have I would have sat there for like 15 thinking about the level. So totally like man if you like brain teasers if you like if you want to like really test your brain i honestly i almost thought i had to like cheat and maybe check a youtube video or something like that like i i can't believe i actually beat this game i feel so smart (laughs) maybe i'm not i mean maybe it's maybe it's just me i don't know but um but yeah no i felt so smart like i was just like the satisfaction of beating one of these levels is just second to none right um and then the thing that i like about too is like another another like big positive it's a really solid and compact experience like it is we talk about all these games that are like you know i just talked about neo which is 250 hours or whatever this game is like it's not super long i think it's about maybe about five or six hours took me to beat it seven different areas each one took me like about an hour or so to to beat it but um but yeah it's like a super compact you can like you know in theory beat it over a, a weekend Provided right, you can you know complete the puzzles in this game but the thing that i like about it too is that it is a short game but each area seems to add a new mechanic so you've got like i mentioned you've got keys um there's also um different different things you, like there's like um like uh like trampolines and stuff like that that you can unlock and there's uh there's basically like wires and you, you can uh, you can get like uh like a wire spool to connect them together which which can connect energy so you can like power up things stuff like that so they they constantly add new mechanics so each level seems a little bit different than the one before that it's all like super interesting stuff right but the one thing that that's actually i won't get into it like too much but this is this is like one of the coolest things that i've seen in in a puzzle game is that there's seven areas and what you have to do is you like at the end of each area you end up getting this like special object or item and then what you do is you attach it to essentially what looks like a Game Boy. Like I don't, it's, I don't know how it's not a Game Boy. It looks almost identical to it. Like it looks, you know, borderline copyright to me. But hey, I guess they got away with it. So you have like a, essentially a Game Boy, and you got to attach all these elements to it. And then, and this is all I'm going to say. Once you complete the Game Boy, the the game turns into like pretty much like a different genre. <laughs> Like, the last little bit is, is totally different. It's, like, it, it's like a different game. It's, like, totally, like, it's, it's a different game. It's, like, two in one, right? But but the thing that's really interesting is, like, the other genre, you only play that for, geez, half an hour or so. So, I don't know if this is kind of, like, teasing the next game in this series, if it's going to be a series. But, like, man, it, it was, like, you know, when when like a genre just changes mid game you're like what is going on like this this is this is interesting this is cool so those are things that i liked in terms of things that that i thought uh, you know it could be improved or didn't like this game i already sort of like touched on this. but like man does this game make you think right like i i will admit i got super satisfied when i beat a lot of these levels but before that satisfaction came i got frustrated like i not not like <laughs> not like rage inducing i didn't throw a controller <laughs> Some people might throw a controller, <laughs> but there, there was like, there were some levels where I had to put the controller down and just be like, I, like, I, I gotta take a five minute break because I, like, I, I, I can, I, my brain cannot compute. I just, I cannot do this right now. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's can get a little frustrating and you have to just sort of like persevere through, um, and then yeah this is actually like sort of like in in tangent with that but like man is it like it's it's super 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 hard like just so 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 hard and it's like I don't like I mentioned before like we've reviewed a bunch of games on here we played uh Relictide and Super Liminal and stuff like that and it's kind of like if if you are the type that likes like in your puzzle games if you like to sort of like play experiment and like and try out different things this this game is like this is this is not for you because like i said you have to just sit there and think right because like i i could have like actively tried to figure out how to beat these levels but i just don't think i would have been as successful like it just you you literally have to look at the puzzle and think right so yeah so just like super hard like super intense thinking Those, those are like you know um i i you know i definitely appreciated those aspects of it like i mentioned but at the same time like i have to admit i got frustrated a bunch of times in this game but um but overall like my final thoughts in this game is i surprisingly had like a huge blast playing this game it, it, it is so so original like i said the graphics alone i think are definitely you know worth it for this one but if if you like you know the really 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 tough intense puzzle games and if you're looking for a puzzle game, that's actually an original concept. Like that's, we've, we've been playing games now for decades. Like when you come across a game that is actually pretty much original, like you've, you really can't put your finger on like another game that you play. That's like that. That's what the pedestrian is like to me. And, and there's just like, there's so much thought and care and innovation that went into this game. And I just think, yeah, it's, it's like, it's totally awesome. And puzzle fans should definitely check this game out. So if you like experimental indie games, puzzle games, check it out. My final score, of The Pedestrian, 9 out
0: of 10. Oh, awesome. I'm going to have to check that one out. That is game over for this episode. I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownToPlayCast. You can catch us on our Twitter accounts at Dapper underscore Tux and at NextGenPlayer. We are always down to play.